What's up, fellas? What's up? What's up? Welcome to the podcast. This is Reforming Manhood, the podcast where we talk life from a Christian male perspective. My name is Mike Watt. I'm the Lucha Preacher. And I'm Too Sweet, Trevor Cowan. And uh, this here is we Reforming are. Manhood. I already said that. Yeah, I know. Are you going to repeat just... everything I say? This is the podcast where we talk life from a Christian male perspective. Mike is extra hot today. My name is Trevor Cowan. Too sweet. <laughs> Mike is looking great. Copy me. You have to say those things. <laughs> I'm not copying you anymore. You're the worst. I'm done at that point. All I draw right, the line right. somewhere. Do you? I have to. <laughs> That's not a bad uh, line to have, this, I guess. This series that we've uh, we started last week. That's right. Interview. Actually, we, we may be doing multiple. We, we talked about doing multiples during the week. Yeah, we hadn't committed to anything yet. Just... Check the podcast, guys. Check the podcast. We're going to do these. You're going to want to subscribe so the no- notifications pop up. You don't want to miss them. That's right. For these sure, once a week. But These are important men in our lives. That's right. We are interviewing godly men. So it's interviews of godly men or an- interviews of, uh, what did we say? Man, man interviews? No, we said not that. Interviews of a godly man. We said yeah. definitely said nothing with man in it. It's too close <laughs> to manscaping, and we don't want that. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> interviews of godly men. That's what we talked about. That's right. Hey, so this week we've got our friend. Todd West. Todd. Todd West. I will call him a friend. Yep. He's the uh, senior pastor of uh, Mount Pleasant Baptist in Plummerville, Arkansas. Am I saying all that right? That's Todd, it. are you there? There he is. You there got is. it, man. That sounds so, great. Nailed it. So we, we do require some sort of handle. So what are we going to call you, Todd? Well, uh, let's just uh, let's go with Papa T. Papa T. Papa T. Yeah. You need to know at all BMA meetings that I see you at, that's what I'm calling you from now on. Please, uh, I'm looking for uh, Grandmaster Papa T. Is he in yeah, the house? That's right. I love it when you call me Papa T. I do love it, man. Oh, I man. I, I will expect that from now on. Papa T. Demands it from all. So, Todd, we have If we have grandkids, you know, that's going to be. What I expect to be called Papa T. Papa T. I like that. I remember that. I like that a lot. So we met Todd, uh, I guess, about a year ago, huh, buddy? Yeah, it has been about a year. It's a year? Yeah. Feels like forever. Feels like forever. It was such a memorable moment for you guys. I know. Um, (laughs) uh... Hold on. Hold on. I'm pretty sure you asked to take our picture. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I I did. It was you know there was lots of reasons for that, but I just wanted I wanted my uh, daughters to know that I knew some professional wrestlers, you know. So, I, and I, one I, of them I, single, just so you know, ready to oh, mingle. Yeah, that is true. And yeah, yeah, yeah. She around my age. Uh, <laughs> I think no. they're in high school. Am I asking permission right now? Is that... No, no that, you would be robbing the cradle. That's oh no, cool. never mind. Never mind. Just kidding. <laughs> Government, if you're listening. Super sweaty right now. Uh, <laughs> oh man! So, um, Todd, tell 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 everybody, tell the listeners about yourself, what you do, your family, that sort of thing, and then uh, yeah, let's start with that. Well, first of all, I think you know that when you guys were thinking about men for this podcast to interview, you wanted the most manly man you could think of, and that's probably why you call me. You know. And that's so, uh, well that's what I, <laughs> hulk hogan was busy so. <laughs> yeah, jeff okay. durbin's busy <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness well uh yeah i've been um i've been in vocational ministry for about 29 years now i'm just an avid outdoorsman anything outside you know so uh i really love dogs a lot i actually train dogs for 
hunting and stuff like that and really enjoy that. I've got twin daughters that are 18 years old and uh, my wife and I have been married for 28 years. So, hey, it's been a good ride. Had lots of great experiences. Uh, I do travel a lot uh, doing leadership training uh, in different states and I've had the opportunity to preach in about 13 states now so it's uh, pretty good man it's been good man I've had a great time and enjoyed being with people and uh, I think probably uh, I would say that I'm I'm like a pastor to pastors so I spend a lot of time with guys that are in ministry that's good. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, thir- so, what's crazy is thirteen years or thir- thirteen different states. Yeah, and you still are in Arkansas. That's crazy yeah. to me. Yeah, well, <laughs> he likes you know, to keep the bar low. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you know or not, but if you want to go to heaven, you got to go through Arkansas. I don't know if you knew that, but <laughs> that's why I'm Ooh. here. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, and wrong, uh, but funny. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows Texas is the promised land. Oh man, so, hey, you know I do love Texas, though. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see how much you love Texas later. That's okay. right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey, so give us your uh, two minute two minute testimony because I think that's important for men to be able to 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 hear and uh, and even develop and practice. And so uh, give us your your two minute testimony. Who were you before God? How you met Him? And what has happened since? Yeah, so I uh, I grew up in a small town in South Arkansas, and um, I think one of the things that kind of marked my childhood is I, I grew up in a fairly abusive home. My dad, you know, physically and verbally abused me and my mom, my two siblings, and so it, it was it was difficult. I mean, my it was uh, trying to survive, you know, just trying to survive some of those things. And so mm. I just remember at a young age, you know, just just trying to get through that. Uh, so I, I I came to Christ, began to follow him when I was uh, seven years old, but really, really didn't grow in that relationship a lot until I was probably uh, 23, 24 years old. And so in between those years, there was just a lot of things in my life. Because of my upbringing, I was really angry and uh, just really bitter about a lot of things. And so uh, my way of responding to that was just to a lot of times be out of bounds in a lot of different areas of my life. So, But uh, I was really seeking, you know, and searching when I graduated college. uh, Within a period of one year, I lived in seven different locations. Wow. Just working at a lot of different jobs, just unhappy, unfulfilled. And um, one Sunday, I was living in Greenville, Mississippi, working for the Department of Agriculture. And a friend of mine invited me to go to church with him. And I went to church that Sunday. And, man, it was like uh, it was like my friend had been talking to the pastor. You know, I mean, mm. God was just speaking to me that day in a big way. I hadn't been to church in a couple of years at that point. And. And uh, he just really got my attention so much so that day I went home, put my keys to work on the table and told my roommate to let my boss know that, that I was, you know, not coming back. And I just went back home wow. and, uh, and went to my parents' house and said, I need to come back. I need to get my life straight. And 
started going back to my home church and man, rapidly, God just began to move in my life. And, um, my wife and I, we met there at church. Uh, we'd known each other all of our life, but she was four years younger than me. So when I came back to my hometown and saw her at church, you know, she was all grown up and I was like, wow. <laughs> so, uh, we, uh, we began, I, I think the Holy spirit was convicting me, you know, you need to go after this woman. <laughs> and so, uh, anyway, we, uh, she had a boyfriend at the time, but he slipped up one weekend, they broke up and I was in. And so the rest <laughs> boyfriend ain't married. Todd, Todd disappeared him. I bet. Yeah, that that's <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so not long after that, uh, you know, I surrendered to preach and I began pastoring my first church six months after I surrendered to ministry and uh, wow. Paige and I were married about six months after that. So it's been, uh, I just kind of very quickly, you know, got into ministry, started pastoring and, uh, spent about seven years on the road full time, just going from place to place doing itinerant ministry. And, uh, it's been good. It's been a good ride and, and, uh, God's really blessed me in a big way. That's awesome, man. Very cool. Very cool. So as we, uh, we move towards kind of the, uh, the broad to the narrow, as we're talking about what it means to be a godly man, what's your definition of a godly man? Well, I, I like to say that a godly man is a fat man. <laughs> Agreed. So, yeah. Absolutely. He, Amen. <laughs> Trevor. <laughs> so, you know, that's just an acronym for he's faithful and he's available and he's teachable. And so I think those, I think those three things really sum up a guy who's a godly man. You know, you've used faithful. those in a, in a, uh, in a uh, blog, didn't you, Trev? Yeah. I wrote, I wrote a blog about that also. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah that, that's also that. what I that's also what I meant when you said fat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I got you. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> yes, yes I, I stole it from you. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> but yeah, I think a guy's. Um, I think he's faithful to you know to to Christ, but he's also faithful to the people who are around him, and uh, he's very loyal to his family. He's loyal to his friends. Um, He's just a faithful guy, somebody that, that you would describe as being steady, consistent, uh, someone that um, you can really look up to and depend upon. And so that, that just kind of marks his life, that he's very faithful in all areas. And then I would say about available, that a guy is surrendered to go wherever or do whatever God tells him to do. And mm -hmm. so that's just being available and you know, a guy who's godly just understands that that uh, happiness is wherever the Lord would have him to be, you know, and so he's available and he's ready to go. And then That's I would good. say te teachable because we can learn something from everybody everywhere we go and at every stage of life. And I just think that when we stop learning, we stop being godly and that we just have to be constantly in that posture of receiving and growing from the people and the experiences that we have in our life and just being flexible to be taught by the Lord, the things that we need to know in different seasons. That's good. That's good. Since, since you use this pretty, uh, pretty memorable acronym, 
Um, have you, can you think of somebody who was missing one or the other and, uh, and just kind of the, uh, yeah, the, the then results and we can go to the Bible if that's easier, but if, if you can think yeah. of somebody you'd without naming them, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Well, you know, I, I coach, uh, I coach over the years, I've coached a lot of guys and I've seen a lot of guys that had, you know, definitely had those first two things down. And so they were very, mm. I mean, they were really, they were really uh, good men. But I think what separates a lot of good men from great men is, is being teachable. Mm. And so honestly, there's a lot of men who think they've got it figured out. Uh, they have a very independent spirit, uh, independent spirit. They, uh, they think, you know, I, I don't, I'm weak. If I have to ask someone to help me, I'm, I, you know, I've got all the answers. I've got it all figured out. And honestly, there's a spirit of pride and arrogancy there. And so this is something you encounter mm-hmm. a lot with men and they associate it with being manly that they don't yeah. need anybody. And yet we see all throughout scripture, you know, Ecclesiastes four says two are better than one. And, you know, God, yeah. God tells us that um, there's wisdom and a multitude of counsel. And so it, it just really, you just really see guys who have all kinds of potential who never can rise to it because they don't surround themselves with people who can help them grow and help them become mm. wise. Somebody said years ago that the people at the top had a lot of folks pushing them there. And yeah. so you have to have a lot of people underneath you, you know, that are helping you to grow, to get to the place that you want to be. That's, That's good. It. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. So if, uh, I guess, sorry, go ahead. Go what, ahead. what are some ways, I guess, uh, kind of changing that the next question up a little bit, but what are some ways that you make yourself uh, faithful, available and teachable? Well, I would say, um, I'm going to guess what are some action steps that you do to make yourself those things? Yeah. I'm going to say probably, you know, there's all the basic things like, you know, we need to be in the word every day. We need to have application of the word. We need to be a part of a, a part of a church family where we're surrounding Hmm. ourselves with opportunities to serve. And, um, but I think probably the thing that's impacted me the most over the years is uh, just having a great mentor in my life. Uh, I think that's such a key. And so for me over the years, that's been different men at different times. You know, I go all the way back to when God was working in my life. When I mentioned about moving back to my hometown, it was a pastor named Rocky Goodwin who just took me under his wing and just began to work and, you know, work with me and love me. And then I could just take you through, different decades of my life and tell you that there have just been different men who've invested in me and, and walked with me. And so if you're not already, you're soon to become like the people you spend most of your time with. Mm. And you've got to have people that you want to get to where they are and you've got to let them pour into you and invest in you and uh, just let those people mold and, and shape you to help you get to that place. I'll just tell you real quick, when I first moved to central Arkansas to plant Oasis Church, uh, there was just a season here where uh, I didn't have that person in my life. Uh, I was 
constantly pouring out of myself into other people, but I didn't have anyone pouring into me. And I started to pray about that. And I was in a restaurant one day and I saw a local pastor who was pretty well known in our area. I mean, he was an author. Uh, He pastored a really well-known church and he was kind of a big deal to be honest with you, but he come walking by our table and he didn't know me, but I just reached out and grabbed him by the shirt. And he turned around and I said, uh, Pastor Elif, I said, I know you don't know me. I said, I'm Todd West. I said, you know, I, I pastor a small church in the area. And I said, I just wanted to introduce myself to you and tell you I'd like to get to know you. He said, why don't we have lunch tomorrow? And this is a wow. busy guy. And so we had lunch the next day. And that began a a, a relationship that lasted for 10 years. Hmm. where he just mentored me and poured into me. And so I I just really owe a lot of, of where I'm at today to some men like that, that I, you know, welcomed into my life. And they could say hard things to me. You know what yeah. I mean? They, yeah, yeah. The uh, there, there were times where they would just say to me, you know, Todd, you're out of bounds. And hmm. you got to get this, you got to work on this in your life. So I would say that's important. That's good. That's good. So, so having a mentor, having someone you're, uh, uh, how'd you say it again? Someone who's where you want to be. Yes. Yes. Someone, you know, whether you're talking about being a better father, uh, you're talking about being a better friend, or you're talking about, you know, being better in your ministry, uh, better in your vocation. Uh, You know, I, I had different mentors for different things and, you know, I always tried to pick someone that their life looked like I wanted mine to look. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And that, and then, so having a mentor like that kept you faithful, available and teachable. Yes, absolutely. Very cool. Very cool, man. All right. Hey, so as we're, uh, we're continuing on the, uh, I guess the next question we've got is what are some misunderstandings about being a man? Well, I think one of the biggest misunderstandings would be that you're, uh, you see a lot of guys who are, you know, just think that they've got to be very boisterous, uh, tough, um, and, you know, I think rugged. And so, and I think what I mean by that is, you know, I believe, I believe a man ought to be a man, you know, and I believe, yeah, but I also believe a man ought to be gentle. Mm-hmm. And some of the most gentle men I've met over the years were, they were really giants in some kind of a way. Some of them were physically, you know, very strong. Some of them were very strong as far as they've been successful in whatever vocation they had and, and with their family. But I, I think, I think to be a man, you don't have to be rude. Yeah. And I think to good. be a man, you don't have to go around in a fist fight all the time. And you don't have to be a brawler. As a matter of fact, it just takes a bigger man to be able to be peaceful with people. And, it, you know, I just think that's one of the most misunderstand, uh, misunderstood things. So, you know, Proverbs 15, 1 says that, uh, that uh, you know, the harsh word stirs up anger. Uh, but a, mm-hmm. a soft word, you know, puts it away. And so I just think you can be firm without being rude. You can be firm without being loud. And I've always said this about myself, you know, I have been called to be a pastor, but I'm not a doormat. 
There so I don't let people walk over me, you know, but at the same time, in those times of confrontation, you know, I think it's just a godly thing to be under control and to be able to say what you need to say in a way that's not going to incite a riot <laughs> and, right, right. and cause things to escalate to a different level that's going to cause all kinds of problems between you and another person, whether that be in a relationship with your spouse or your kids or, you know, the people you go to school with or work with or in your church. I just think it's a, I think a lot of men think I've got to be tough. You know, I got to be rude. I got to be, you know, I can't let anybody mess with me. And I think sometimes that's what they think of when they think of a man. And it's really quite the opposite. Yeah. Now, are you, are you running into that with uh, the, uh, I guess, the younger generation of men and their, you know, their, their, the 30 year old um, and, and, you know, 20s and 30s? Because um, I'm finding the other end of it where, where there's no spine and it's, it's jellyfish. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, yes. And, uh, and they, they've got no say in the home and they've got no, no leadership whatsoever. Um, and so I don't know. Yeah. I'm, it may just be regional, it may just be kind of where we're at. Um, just, just asking questions. Yeah. Have you, have you noticed this, Mike, have you noticed, uh, I mean, you've been doing this for a while too, but one of the things I've noticed over the years is I've noticed that generations, you know, tend to go to one extreme or the other. Yeah. So for example, you know, my, you know, my dad's generation, and I would even say anybody from probably 50 years, up, 50 years old and up, they tend to, you know, tend to be too rough. There's mm-hmm. that rough exterior, that John Wayne <laughs> right, persona, right, right. you know, and, and rough just and tough and don't take crap from nobody. That's right. That's right, man. <laughs> that's right. And you know, um, that, that was just kind of the way we were raised and, and there was just, uh, you know, it, it was honestly, it was too rough. Right. No, so no. I get, you know, it. go ahead, Mike. No, no, I get that. I, I yeah, yeah. I'm with you. And then, but, but, and then what you see is, is, you know, a generation that follows that because they saw all the problems with being too rough, they run all the way to the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. The pendulum is swung. Yeah. And you're right. They're just, um, you know, they're just, uh, they're not, they're not manly enough. <laughs> yeah. And they're not, yeah. you know, they just swing all the way over here to where they're not, you know, a leader. They, uh, you know, they don't want to say anything that's going to be offensive to anybody. They don't want to stand up for things that are good and Mm -hmm. right. Right. And so they just become a little too soft. And so what I've been saying is, man, we need to find the middle of the road. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know that, but you do see that there's like this swing from generation to generation. Yeah. And we swing too far one way or the other. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And and we got to live in that, that tension, right? We're, Right where the Bible calls us to live. That's good. So what, uh, as, as we're talking about, uh, um, godly men and, and all that, what, what, what advice would you give for a, uh, for a godly man, like to, to, to become a godly man, I guess. Well, um, that's a good question, Trevor. And I mean, I think, um, I think I'm going to keep going back to this over and over, but I think you've got to surround yourself with the right people. Uh, I have two daughters that are 18 years old and we were actually talking about this last night. Uh, just, you know, they're in our living room, but 
you know, you, you just got to surround yourself with the right kind of people. Now, when I say that, you know, it doesn't mean that we're not going to be in relationship with people who need the Lord, people right, who are right, down right. and out and struggling. That always has to be a piece of our life. But if those are the only people you have in your life, they're, you're going to get pulled down. Right. So you have to have someone, you know, or, or a group of people in your life that are pulling you up. And, you know, I know the church is not perfect. I mean, we all know that. And some of us, you know, that are listening today have had some really bad experiences in church. And the church I grew up in was not perfect, but there were people there that had a great influence on my life Mm. and that were a dad to me when I really didn't have that figure in my life. Mm. And so the church is just, um, it's a broken place. Sometimes it's not perfect, but in the church, you, if you look, you will be able to find someone that, that you can look up to and admire and respect, and they can help you get from where you are to where you need to be. You know, the scripture says that iron sharpens iron. And I think that's what we're looking for here is we've got to find people that can make us sharper mm. and people who can, you know, just um, help us get to that place where God wants us to be. Now, those kind of people, you know, they're going to encourage you, you know, to know God's word and to live it out. Uh, they're going to encourage you to identify what your weakness is. So this is another area, but all of us have a different weakness. You know, I love what the scripture says in Hebrews chapter 12, where he says, you know, since we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the Mm -hmm. sin that so easily besets us. And if you just notice those words, weight and sin are singular which what that means is most of us have one thing that we struggle with the most. And Mm -hmm. most everybody listening today say, man, I got a lot of things I struggle with. But, you know, if you get to looking at it down at the root of the problem, there's, there's typically one thing going on. So let me just tell you what mine is. I've always struggled with discontentment. Mm. And so because I, because I'm discontent, you know, if I'm not careful, I can have financial problems because I try to deal with my discontentment by getting things, you know, purchasing things that I think will make me happy. Yeah. And also, kind of a- yeah, if I'm not careful, also, I will, uh, I'll pick up and move every six months thinking that mm-hmm. if I get in a different location, a new house, you know, I'm, I'm going to be happy. And new the reality job, is... Challenge. Yeah. The reality is it it comes back to, I just need to find my identity in Christ. And what I'm getting to here is the right person in your life can help you see some of those things and help you start to tackle that weakness in your life and hold you accountable and encourage you in times when, when you're really struggling. Yeah. Just following the, uh, following the iron sharpening iron, uh, I think a a bad uh bad bad company in your life would be more like uh I don't know taking that taking that sharp sword and whacking it against a pole <laughs> like that's it it's gonna yeah. it's yeah. gonna it's gonna damage it I think yeah. it's First Corinthians talks about uh, bad company corrupts good character mm. and mm. uh, I don't think people take that as seriously as it is 
Yeah, I agree. I sure do. And I, I think what we're talking about here is, and you know, this is one of the big needs, uh, in church life today, for sure, is we need a lot of our men, you know, to be godly and then to help shape other guys to be godly. And uh, a lot of times those relationships are missing and we just need to reel into that. Hold on just a second. No problem. (laughs) Kookaburra's in his house. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) He's got, he's got pet banshees. That happens. (laughs) It happens to the best of us. Sorry, that was my wife and daughters, man. They were were laughing it up in there. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I was just saying that that's just such an important thing. You know, I've been talking to our church about this, that, we need a lot of one-on-one meetings with people. You know, guys, I mean, I've just, uh, over the years, I've had the opportunity to preach some to re- some really large crowds. But if you would ask people, you know, where where has Todd made the most influence on their life, they would say uh, having a cup of coffee together, mm-hmm. going on a hunting trip together. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't the sermon to the big crowd. It was the one-on-one relationship that's, that's made the most impact. Yeah, it's 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 uh, <laughs> a little bit of what uh, that one preacher did for you is is stopping when someone grabs your shirt and says, yes. "Can we talk?" That's yeah. good, man. Sounds like we also need to do a uh, hunting trip. Ooh, ooh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Can, uh, <laughs> that, hey, that's iron sharpening iron right there. <laughs> that's right. Also, Mike's not much of a hunter. We'll make him one. Hey, we'll find something to do together. He can, uh, sure. Trevor, while we go hunting, he can, he can cook, you know, the meals and clean the house and we'll find that something. That is not going to happen. Dude, you're like, you're like, uh, I will sit in the deer stand and smoke cigar with you guys. How's that? Okay. All right. <laughs> That'll <There>. work. <laughs> All right. Hey, so, um, man, this is good stuff. This is great stuff, Todd. Thank you. Um, but is it about time for lightning round? It is oh. time for lightning round. All right, lightning round. So again, uh, the rules are you got to give your knee-jerk reaction. Don't don't stall and don't think about it. Um, these are going to be this or that questions. Um, so, you know, chocolate chip or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, so you so got this was you not in the notes, you know, Mike. Yeah, this yeah. No, we know that. that. Nope, not in the <laughs> yeah. notes. We wanted, we wanted your knee-jerk reaction. We yeah. wanted an honest answer. What you think first? So we'll just. This is start more easy. accurate than Meyer Briggs, by the way. Yeah, uh, way more accurate. <laughs> this is where we separate the boys from the men, right that's here. That's right. That's right. So, so we'll, we'll start easy. We'll start easy. First question I like to ask is: If if you were a superhero, cape or no cape? Uh, cape. Yeah. Uh, he's a cape guy. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You know why? Trevor doesn't like a cape because he thinks it's impractical. But that's because he's a weak superhero that can be pulled around by his cape. <laughs> Me and Pod can't be pulled by our cape. Cool, you gotta have cool, the cape. Cool. That's yeah, right. That's there's right. no power right. without the cape. <laughs> <laughs> we see. All right, let's go to the next one. All right. This is this is crucial to our friendship right here, just so you know. <laughs> okay. Um oatmeal raisin or a chocolate chip? Chocolate chip. Whew. I knew you'd say I was that. So close. I was afraid. I wasn't worried. I wasn't worried. I have not found an oatmeal raisin guy who I get along with, so I really wasn't worried either. Because we get along. Uh, it comes back to being a man, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, Apple or Android? Apple. Yeah, hmm. that makes sense. Hmm. 
fail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not right. smart enough to run an Android, so I got you. I got you. This one's this one's uh this one's pretty serious, but not not quite as serious. Boneless or bone in wings? Bone in. Mm, hmm. So so you like a you like a winger? If are you a, a flat or a a drum guy? I like the drums. Yeah. Mm, interesting. interesting. He likes to work for his food. <laughs> I I prefer bone in, but more times than not, I'm in a place where I'm like, I really don't want to be messy right now. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I really like the convenience of boneless, but yeah. all right. Um, so how about DC or Marvel? Mm. Hmm. I'll go with Marvel. Fail. He's well, we're not <laughs> friends anymore. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's just he's just what the kids would call basic. That's basic. All. Basic. Basic. Yeah. <laughs> basic. All right. All right. This is this is where we find out where your allegiance lies. Hmm. Uh, Texas barbecue or Arkansas barbecue? Yeah, I really am going to have to go with Texas barbecue. That, that makes sense. Yeah, I really am. That makes it's sense. It's my Ooh. favorite. It is my favorite for sure. That makes good, sense. Good, it's good. the best. Yeah, because I, I like think Arkansas is like a dry rub mostly, isn't it? Uh, no, it's not necessarily it's that. dry rub, it's... you mean dirt? <laughs> but, it... <laughs> but Arkansas, Arkansas is more typically a hickory smoke versus you guys have a lot of mesquite and mesquite. oak. Yeah. yeah. Delicious. All right. How about this question? Billy Graham? Or Charles Spurgeon? I'm a Billy Graham guy. You know, a lot of that is uh, because of, you know, I was a full-time evangelist for seven years and, and have preached a lot of crusades and and that kind of thing. So he, he was kind of a hero to me growing up. But I like both the guys. Cool, 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 cool. You just got to spend a little bit more time with us. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> You'll run right, off right. on me, huh? Let's go, let's go back to rivalries here. I picked these two only because they're SEC, but Texas A&M or Arkansas Razorbacks? Oh, Razorbacks, man. Absolutely. All the way oh, the that's what I figured. That's what I figured. Yeah. More Arkansas. That's fine. We'll fix it. That's all right. He Pig can redeem suing, himself. Man. Pigs? Pig <laughs> <laughs> what that even means? Me neither. Sounds delicious, though. I'll put that on a taco. <laughs> All right, all right, here we go. How about this one? Lord of the Rings or Star Wars? Mm. Uh, I'd say Star Trek. Whoa. <laughs> that was a, wow. I know that was that one was a rich options. in my plan. <laughs> I gave you a win win and you picked the lose. <laughs> <laughs> Even the Arkansas. I'm a, I'm a uh, trekking. Really? Yeah, I huh. like Star Trek. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Huh. All right, last one and probably the most important question. What's it going to be? You have to pick Mike or Trevor. Oh, come on, guys. <laughs> you got to pick one. No, you I can't pick? do that. <laughs> he doesn't want to hurt do your feelings. He doesn't want to hurt your little feelings. Yeah, Trevor's little heart. <laughs> he gets, he's got a heart condition. He's, his tooth is hurting yeah. today. And so if My he broke his heart, quit talking about it, it would be better. extra sad for him today. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I just love you both in different ways, you know. That's right. <laughs> Me as respected as a friend and confidant and you like a little child. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That's what helps you sleep at night. No, no, no. It's cool. But he loves him secretly. Just different. Just Whose different. phone call did he answer for this interview? Who called him? 
Me? You, because I told you to. <laughs> <laughs> because you know he wouldn't answer you. That's why. Dude, he answers me. Whatever. Whatever. Oh, man. You guys are so fun. Anyways. Anyways. All right, fellas. Hey, this has been awesome. This has been a great one. Uh, if I'm not shelling this, uh, um, speak up at any point, Todd. But but men, be men. Um, not too yeah. hard, not too soft. Um, follow that biblical standard. Um, and men, uh, men, have a mentor. You can't get to where you want to be. If you're not following someone and learning uh, from from other people's wins and mistakes, that's right. Absolutely, awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. See, we could have said that. We could have said that in thirty seconds. And yeah, but that would have been. Oh man! But the whole point of this comes from First Corinthians sixteen, verse thirteen. Men be, or be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. And so, men, you're out there listening. Let's fulfill what that scripture is telling us to do. Um, act like men. How can we do it, man? Hopefully, this is giving you insight um, from our friend Todd West out in uh, Arkansas. Rural Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, guys. We we have a uh, we have a Facebook group, Reforming Manhood. We want to uh, we want to be an encouragement to you guys. We want to continue uh, talking about what it looks like to be a man. So, go on over there. Let's continue the conversation. And then uh, don't forget to subscribe. That's right. My name is Mike Watt. I'm the Lucha Preacher. I'm Too Sweet Trevor Cowan. And uh, on uh, location, we have, signing Papa, off, Papa T. Papa, Papa T. T. Todd West. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You guys, be sweet. Show Jesus. Later. Later. Later.